Hey, hey, here on Days Undisturbed, we talk about a variety of topics that lean into the graphic content side of everything. We say a lot of stupid things as well, but it's all in the spirit of fun. So if you have a sensitivity to anything regarding violent or grotesque or anything that easily offends, listener's discretion is advised. All right, roll the episode. Welcome back to Days Disturbed, a show where we talk about the horrors of the universe and the thing that makes your heads go fuzzy. <sighs> On today's episode, I have had the displeasure of reading the most gr- graphic, grossest, grotesque, horrific, uh, every other synonym in the freaking dictionary of gross. I read a book over the weekend. I bled into today, kind of, but I read a book over the weekend and it was fucking awful. I could not wait to put this book down and throw it away. I don't know why I read it. I, I, I do know why I read it. I, I read it because I was introduced to this idea of a story that's worse than the, one of the most banned films on earth. I have no one else to thank, but Nicole, the troll, she's here. She's with us. Hello, Nicole. Nicole say why, is, why did that become my name? I didn't consent. Yeah, to that. you did. You did. An did episode two. Nicole, the yeah, troll. You did. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, you did. You were the one who like, you were like, I hey, just call me Nicole, the troll. I'm like, all right, I'll just I'll run with it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I'd say. Call me Nicole, the troll. <laughs> Go back on our first episode together. And you, you did consent to that. So fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, okay. You, okay. you, oh, and um, uh, everyone in the, everyone in the audience, um, <laughs> we're going to say a lot of graphic things in this episode and none of it is from our brain. It's from the, from the author, Matthew Stoke, 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 Stoke. I think but, it's just Stoke, but I'm not sure. So, it, okay. So all of it's from our, from the brain of Matthew Stokes. I don't know where he came up with it, but he has a way with words. And as you can hear, there is somebody else laughing in the background. I am here to introduce uh, Shrimp Dick. Shrimp Dick. Say so. <laughs> oh my God, uh, no. Hello. hello, yes. This, I also this, go by David in private circles. Uh, yeah, private circles. You're, none of you are his friend. Just letting you, you know. can be. If you act right, you can be. If you act right, but none of you are <laughs> acting right. So. If you act right. <laughs> if you play your cards right. So, I, I really don't know how to... Oh, wait, uh... Uh, Nicole, you're still uh-huh. there, right? I'm Paul, still here. Uh, say say hello to the audience. Me? Yeah, say hello to the audience. Oh, hello, audience. Paul, can you edit in like some cow noises to introduce her? Like just a bunch of cow <laughs> noises. Just, just go ahead right now. Why? That's just, disgusting. Just, shh, Nicole, shut up. No, no one's asking you anymore. Uh, Paul, edit in the cow noises right now, please. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Okay. 
I don't know how to start this episode. So I'm just going to ask the heavy hitting questions right off the bat. <sighs> Nicole, the <laughs> cunt scum troll. Don't call me that. <laughs> no, that that is call that, me that. By the way, I'm not calling her a cunt scum because she well, is. Well, you cunt actually scum, just called. But cunt scum. I'm calling it because it in the story he even says it, and it's it was a magical term that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna use it from now on. Nicole, what depraved websites or what what were you frequenting? That what were you frequenting? What got in your line of fire where you? had to find this book on your um, own and you willingly read it. A hundred percent honesty. Uh-huh. I found it through a TikTok video oh that my God. somebody was talking about the most disturbing books they ever read. Uh-huh. And they quoted they cited this book and said that they'd wish they'd never read it. I was like, huh. <laughs> the feelings mutual. I was like, huh, I bet it's kind of like someone just being like sensitive about stuff because like I've read some pretty heavy stuff. I've seen some pretty heavy stuff. And so I read on Reddit mm-hmm. um and I read what a lot of people had to say about it. And then I read Amazon reviews for it. And pretty much everybody was like, yeah, it's repulsive. And a lot of people said it was really hard to get through because it's so repulsive. But um yeah, all because of a TikTok video. And I wish I knew. I don't know whose video it was. Otherwise, I would cut it for it. But it was just some guy that talks about like different books that he reads. First of all, there's another question I have for you. You have actually have a you actually have a TikTok. I do not have a TikTok. I do not post on TikTok because I am not uh, 13 years old. However, I do have a TikTok simply so that people can send me funny TikTok videos. Um, but although I do not post on TikTok, and if I ever do, you can euthanize me. <laughs> Wait a second. You know, you don't have to have a TikTok account in order to see TikToks, right? Well, yeah, but I will use oh. the app because people can like DM me. Literally, David made me get one. Literally, he made me get one. If you have a problem oh. with it, you can talk to David about it. If, David, if her, so what's your, you, what's your social security so we can dox you right now? You're <laughs> filth. You are filth. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are cunt scum. You are cunt scum. <laughs> Listen, you can try and take the $12 I have to my name gladly. I will help you look for money. Okay. <laughs> Just look in the couch, man. there's cat hair on the couch that's gross uh (laughs) not as gross as this but not as gross as this oh grotesque oh no wait repulsive is the right word that i want to use to describe this book repulsive was the word i was looking for repulsive david you read this book as well correct yes what was your before even reading it i'm pretty sure nicole was like the one who was like, hey, you should read this book because X, Y, Z. But yes. without spoiling anything right now, what were your initial thoughts going into like, I'm going to read this book? Like, why did you want to read this book? I thought originally it was just going to be a... Because she told me originally it was going to have a lot of shock value. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. sure, it's not that bad. She got a couple chapters into it and texted me and told me, hey, I just threw up. Like, this book is disgusting. And I was like, Okay, well, that's all I need to know. I need to read it. I need to find out how far does this book push the boundary? And is mm-hmm. it going to have the same sort of effect on me in like a literary form than you would like a visual form, such as a movie or anything like that? That was one of the main reasons I wanted to read it, wanted to read it and pure morbid curiosity, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, 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 that's all too familiar. Yeah. Curiosity <laughs> killed the cat, bro. <laughs> curiosity vomited and like puked on its pussy body. Curiosity peed on dog. <laughs> ah, that's from the book. That actually happened. <laughs> ah. Dude, this book is probably what hell 
reads like. Like if I was to actually go to hell and experience this, that would be my hell. Yeah, because you have like a big vomit thing. Like you can't handle vomit at all. Or shit. I mean. Yeah, that's 60% of the book is vomit (laughs) and shit. Yeah, like the, the, there are some parts where like it's it gets really gory. That part, those parts didn't bother me. Yeah, me neither. What bothered me was just like like the constant shit and like vomit everywhere, and like the way he describes the way he dis- the Matthew Stoke describes like vomiting and shitting in like the most creative ways. Yeah, actually transports me into that moment. Making me, I, there are, there are actually, well, I agree with uh, Nicole that there are instances and there were times that I, I actually wanted to vomit. I have a, I have an okay stomach for like the grotesque and the nasty, but, but like, not an okay oh, stomach for milk. <laughs> fuck you. Don't, don't, don't bring my lactose intolerance <laughs> into this. It's not, it's, it's not my stomach's fault. Okay. It was born defective, <laughs> but yeah, this, <sighs> Why did you make me read this? I didn't know you didn't, didn't make. make me, I, I know you didn't make me read. read it. I just read it and then thought that Danny, you guys Danny, need to what read was, it. What was your thought process? Because me and because you were the last person out of us two to read this book, so I wanted to know. I was so curious, and that's why I was pushing you to read it so much because I wanted to know what you were thinking going into reading the book after hearing about both of us reading the book. So, what got me into like wanting to read it is because. Nicole said the key word that Pee Wee Herman would be proud of. Like she said, it is worse than a Serbian film, which is one of the most banned films on earth. That's the one I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. But like she said, it was worse than a Serbian film. I'm like, okay, nothing can beat a Serbian film. Like I watched, I own the movie. I think I gave my other copy to Nicole, didn't I? Uh, I don't have it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm willing to watch it now. I was not willing to watch oh, it. Oh, you ago, weren't willing I... to watch it the other day, but now you are. Uh, okay, buddy. All right, buddy. Well, now that you read this book, you have you think you have a stronger stomach to watch like the more grotesque films that well, I actually own. It's different. It's they're different. Yes. They're grotesque yes. for different reasons. Like the interesting thing about this book is it has pretty much anything that someone would be triggered by. So if you're triggered by shit and vomit, if you're triggered by body horror, if you're triggered by rape, if you're triggered by violence, animal cruelty, like stuff like that. Like if there's anything that you're like, Oh, that's too much in a book or something. It's going to be in this book. Like there's, there's pretty much nothing in this book. That's like, you're not getting away scot-free. Yeah. Something's like, so you. it's something you read is going to upset you. If you can handle the violence, like me and Daniel and David can, like there's going to be something else in this book that upsets you. Um, Dude, because I think this actually has critical praise too. Like this is a cult classic novel. A lot. Yeah. And like a, a lot of like, um, the genre of this book is called splatterhouse, uh, splatterpunk, splatter, splatterpunk. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. called splatterpunk. So to think out of everyone's social circle in, in the splatterpunk community, this is like a cult classic novel. I'm holding it in my hand. None of you can see it because obviously you're listening to a recording, but this is not right. <laughs> this, this isn't right. This is not right. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I want to read more splatterpunk literature and like watch more splatterpunk films. But like, if this is the tip of the ice, well, this is apparently like the pinnacle of splatterpunk i i think i i the did i even say the title of this the book yeah cows yeah okay yeah cows by matthew stoke i'm just gonna say it just in case i didn't say it <laughs> and on okay the one thing that also got me that that, that also made me want to read it is that you guys said it's not a long book 
It's only no. like 208 yeah. pages. It gets right to the point. Exactly. It, and chapter it starts two, off hard. Like it just jumps right no, in. No, no, no. Like, it, well, actually I'll get, I'll get to the, the, how it starts off. But like every chapter is like two to three pages, at least there are some chapters that are like five ish pages, but you can get, if you're a fast reader, you can get through this entire thing within four hours, five hours. If you're like slow, I, I'm a slow, I'm a slow reader. Cause I like to digest the words. And like, I like to like picture the characters in my head and yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. I had to pause reading this book. I had to take breaks from reading this book. I was like, guys, I, I can't read it. And you guys are like, too. no, no, you've got to keep reading. You've got to keep reading. You've got to keep reading. I'm like, no, I honestly, I, there are too many times I nearly puked and they're like, no, 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 you got to keep reading. You got to keep reading. Yeah. It's an easy book. And like the, 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 at least the copy that I bought, like the text is pretty big. So I think, I think the thing that helps it too, is that it has like, it's not just a gore fest. Like it does have a backstory. Like he, mm-hmm. the author does talk about the main character, Steven having like a bunch of mental issues, suffering through his issues and like trying to find like some sort of positivity. Happiness. Yeah. Cause he wants, he keeps seeing on the TV, the the different shows filled with happiness and some aspect of his life like he just wants it to have meaning so there is a good set of her story that everyone can relate to everyone wants a better life everyone's been in a shitty situation so like keeps you there but man does it go other places yeah <laughs> all throughout to get there you're hoping that it kind of goes like it goes in his favor because you you do feel sorry for this guy at the beginning of the book but by like the end of the book you're like what what the fuck what did he do? Why? Yeah. And he didn't like you. You do want to feel sorry for him because, you know, like his his upbringing. But the, the way that like it just spirals out of control. <sighs> I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, we can get into that like later. But yeah, that shit's not right. Shit's not right with this book. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I so I think like what sets us apart from other like splatterpunk books is like typically splatterpunk books are violently graphic. Like I read another book recently because we just came home from doing like a road trip called The Summer I Died. And it's like a, another like really well-renowned like splatterpunk book. And it's super duper violent and graphic because it's about like an axe murderer that like kills these two or not kills, but abducts these two guys. And like the torture is re- like they do a lot of like really detailed like they go really in depth about how they're tortured and like the horrible stuff that happens to their bodies like when they're chained up and so it's like gross because it's like oh god they're like rotting stuff like that and like but this book is like a whole new level it's not so much like oh it's violent and gory it's more just like it's dirty it's like filthy it's not it's not like oh like haha somebody got like axed to death like it's it's like okay that's disgusting like i don't know so that's why i think it's like a little bit different and why it like stands out in that genre because where most of those books are just like really really horrible like acts of violence and like murder and carnage and stuff like this book is like bestiality and incest and shit eating like it's a lot of stuff um actually there there was a a similarity that you brought up yesterday that i kind of like i was thinking about it all today and you said like you compare this story to like uh, John Waters film, Pink Flamingo, like how everybody in that, that, bo- that movie was just filthy. 
like nasty, yeah. disgusting. And I haven't I, seen that movie. I just, I, I just know that I've, I've read about it, and I, knowing like what upsets me to watch, I probably couldn't watch that movie. Shit, we can watch it tonight. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> what I was thinking about was like, yeah, I, I could see where you're coming from, or like you just think like everybody in uh, Pink Flamingo is just disgusting. Yeah, I mean, not the people themselves. Yes, the people themselves are disgusting as well. <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, Divine was great. Divine, like the, the, I think that was Divine's like starring role. Yeah, that got her got her really really famous. And if you don't know who Divine is, she's like a pop culture icon right now. So go look her up. I am Divine. Actually, uh, Paul, can you add it in that part where she's just like, <laughs> I am Divine. All right, I just. Give me more questions. Divine, are you a lesbian? Yes, I have done everything. Does blood turn you on? It does more than turn me on, Mr. Vader. It makes me calm. And more than the sight of it, I love the taste of it. The taste of hot, freshly killed blood. Could you give us some of your political beliefs? Kill everyone now. Condone first-degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth are my politics. Filth is my life. Take whatever you like. How's uh, this for a center spread? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do know that um, she died, right? <laughs> what? No, she's alive. Bro, she, she died on, in ni- she, bro, she died in 1988. <laughs> she was on RuPaul's Drag Race. No, babe, she died in 1988. <laughs> no fool. Like, okay, if Divine is dead, rest in peace. Good for you. Uh, you're not in this horrible life anymore. Uh, if you're alive, Divine, come onto the show. I want to talk to you about a lot of 1945. So I could swear to God, she's still alive. I thought I saw her in RuPaul's drag race. I shit shit you not. There was probably one of the named divine. No, I'm sure. I'm sure that, I mean, like you said, she's like a cult icon for like drag Queens pretty much everywhere. So I'm sure that somebody paid homage to her with like a costume or a performance. She was a fucking judge on that thing. What are you talking about? (laughs) Bro, I'm I was not Wiki- having a fever dream. I'm, I swear to God, I saw her on an episode of. I'm Group on the Wikipedia page right now. Oh, okay. Well, I guess she's dead then. <laughs> Wikipedia lies. Bro, I don't. What do you tell you? The she Earth has a is flat. No, she has so, a, no, no. She has a Everybody website. out there, the Earth is not flat. The Earth is round. Don't don't freak out. Get get take your tinfoil hats off. You are please. whack. All he is. <laughs> um. So. I see your similarity before I lose this, this train of thought. I mm-hmm. see the similarities you're talking about, but I want to take it a step further and say like, no pink flamingo. Yeah. The people are disgusting, but they always like pull away from the, from the, like the, the horror of like what these people are doing in that movie. Like if someone's going to get shot in the head, they show it, but it's almost comedic. Hmm. And, like, I don't if, know, bro. Wait, they... wait, 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 okay, wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay. I know where you're going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> There, like, like, uh, there's like rape in Pink Flamingo. There is like, um, uh, there's animal that? rape. Yes, but the animal's already dead. Even John Waters, uh, John Waters, <laughs> that doesn't that. make it any better. Bro, they okay, literally, wait, wait, wait. but like, oh they didn't God. put their dick in like the the, the chicken. Like the actor's like, I don't want to do this, and like John Waters is like, dude, you got to, and it's like, but it's alive. It's like, no, 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 it's it's going to die. Don't worry. It's like, yeah, they literally had sex with it, to, and it killed it. Like, I don't understand. I have the movie. It did not happen that way. Okay. Okay. Oh fuck! Maybe I'm like I'm like uh, what is the word? Gaslighting myself? Maybe I haven't that? seen it, but everything that I've read about it because I do this thing where I go and fucking IMDb and I read like the parent guide for movies that I know that are like really hardcore. So I kind of know what happens, 
and all of them say that they rape the chicken to death because it's bleeding and then the woman gets raped like afterwards like after the chicken has died it's just it's just like I, gross it's i do gross. agree that like there is a part and like, it's at the very end of the movie i don't know why they added it in but like divine literally did eat dog shit like you yeah. see like the dog like let out a plop and then divine walks over like ooh, delicious and she, she like picks it up and eats it, and she's like Ugh. you can see it like gagging and i saw it once and i'm like i don't want to see this movie again and then i watched it with madame moxie as like mm-hmm. our second date mm-hmm. for some reason and then and like she was just like I, I remember I the first get... movie that you guys watched together was a Serbian film, yes, and then the Serbian... second movie—it was, it was a pink you guys flamingo. Are sick. Yeah, um, I, I mean, if she if she want to be my lover, she got to get with my movie. Okay, <laughs> I want to say I looked it up to confirm, and it is true. The chicken was killed during yeah. rough sex. It was partially crushed. Muffled it... squawking is heard, and then it says in parentheses, "The real actual chicken was killed in this scene." And some blood is seen. So it, they killed the actual chicken in a bout of rough sex with it. So I can't. All right. It. But you haven't met the egg lady in the, in the story. So <laughs> what so. do you mean? I'm not going to watch a movie where they fuck a chicken to death, bro. That's disgusting. You have to, you, you, it, the, more, the more disgusting part is the egg lady. Anyways. Well, we'll get to that when we watch the actual uh, film. No, I'm Anyways. not watching it. Um, Let's get actually into the story because this is the meat and potato of the story. We've been talking about it for like 30 minutes at this point. It's not 30 minutes, but like from reading the first five chapters and trust me, the obscenity actually happens in chapter two. So you said like it's it starts off immediately like no, no, no. The first chapter is the most easiest read I have ever read. It was the easiest. I think it's like what? Uh, One, two. It's only two pages long. Yeah, two. Yeah, it, the first chapter is only two pages long. It's the most easiest part of the story to read. Yeah, it's the easiest part of the story. But on page one, he literally talks about wanting to take a hammer to his mom's cunt. So it's That's not the, the easiest read ever. Like, but it is. No, but you, 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 you that get, that gets you interested. Like, why does he want to do that? Until you read chapter two, and you're like, oh, that's why he wants to do that. That yeah. I think that 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 phrase is actually what brought me into the story. Like, hmm. I want to take a hammer to my mom's cunt, or no, the he doesn't even call her his mother. He calls yeah. her like the hag beast. Yeah, yeah, you never learn her actual name. Yeah, he's always calling her the beast or the hag beast, and like you'll see why. But like within the first five chapters, guys, uh, actually David first since he hasn't spoken much. Nicole, you're taking up the spotlight. Come on, it's David's turn. I'm okay, sorry. shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cunt scum. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll stop saying that. I'll stop saying that. It's, it was disgusting. But it's disgusting. David, what was your first? initial thoughts of the first five chapters when you're reading it like did you think it was going to get worse from there or do you think it was like okay this is as bad as it gets um i definitely thought it was going to get worse just because she had told me it was going to get worse but it was nicole you spoil everything (laughs) well immediately i wanted to know why they were doing this like what caught me originally to be completely honest was that they were a people living in a very small apartment and it was just absolutely filthy and they were filthy. Mm-hmm. So I like, you know, everybody's been depressed. Everyone's let their room get terribly filthy. So it kind of like gave Speak me this yourself, idea. Not me. My room's okay. clean as fuck. Well, maybe you're happy and clean, whatever. But I'm just saying everyone has the ability to fall to that level. And it was, I wanted to know the reason why, like, why were they doing this? Why did she treat him this way? Why did he, like he obviously wants a better life. Just how did it get to this point? But the weird thing about this book is that even though you have all those questions, Answer. they never get answered. They never get answered. 
you don't know anything about Steven, the main character. You don't learn how he got there, any of his backstory. It's like you're picking up in the middle of the action. Like none of the rest of the stuff matters. The author doesn't go into detail about it because it's not important to the story, to be honest. Like you're there, what you're there for. You see the sickening stuff. You learn a little bit about like what's going on. And then it just gets crazier from there. And that's when it starts to get crazy right off the bat. That's what like pulled me in. That's what I wanted to see. Mm. All right, Nicole. Now, why did you do this, David? <laughs> what, what, well, your, I didn't. Your... I didn't do anything. I literally asked you guys about it ahead of time before I'd read it. Said, "Hey, I read about this book. Do you want to do an episode on this? Do you want to read it?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure." And then I read it first because I have. I don't know, bro. I have fucking compulsive what's the word impulse control issues but like i read it and then and then i wanted you guys to read it because i just needed to talk to somebody about it because i need like i felt i've literally like lost sleep over this book and i was like so disgusted like i said that it made me throw up and i, so I just needed to talk to somebody about it. i needed to be like okay am i overreacting like maybe i just have a sensitive stomach whatever whatever and so i was like i need you guys to read it so that we can talk about it because <laughs> i can't do this alone I. What was your first five? Like when you read the first five pages, what was your initial thoughts? The first five pages or the first five chapters? Uh, sorry, first five chapters. My bad. Thank you. Um, I don't like a hundred percent remember like the how the book is split up, but I'm pretty sure within the first five chapters, like it was him going to the meat, like the meat plant. Like yeah, within the first five chapters. Yeah, and like I don't know, it kind of so it kind of starts. I don't know. I don't want to say it starts slow because it doesn't because you get like a lot of really gross stuff from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. like even just from the way that she's like described and stuff. But I kind of thought that was as far as it was going to go. Right. Because they like go to the slaughterhouse or he goes to the slaughterhouse and um, is talking about how the cows are like hanging upside down and he's like chucking meat and stuff. And you're like, okay, that's gross. Like nobody wants to read about that, but it's not like lose your stomach or lose your lunch gross. Um, But it just like kept going. And like, I don't know. I feel like the first like third of the book is really, really like heavy and there's lots of really, really gross stuff. And then like the second third, it's kind of like you get that weird like side story where it's like they go underground and there's like the cows and we can talk about that. And then the last yeah. third of the book is really, really disgusting again, at least for me. Not really. No, to me, I, the, la- the last third was just like the easiest part to read because like I knew it was going to end finally. <sighs> I don't know the very like one of the very last pages of the book had like the the last few pages of the book had like one of the most disgusting parts to me was like well don't spoil it yet i was just saying it was towards the end of the book oh okay i mean okay actually i'm gonna add on top of that for some reason i was like reading this like after like it wasn't after lunch it was like like a little while before lunch and like it was right before dinner and i was reading this, and i'm like i can't even look at my food the same way i'm like i I don't want to eat. I don't even want to drink water. Like, uh, you know what? I'm going to do something real quick. Okay. I'm actually going to read an excerpt from the actual book. And this is from just chapter two of like how the, the author describes the hag beast. Uh, you, you guys are cool. With just like, lo- like listening for a yeah. second, right? Yeah, sure. All right, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because like there, are, it's like a, a long portion. So I'm just I'm just focusing on the hag beast. So uh, guys, turn to page four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay, here we go. 
Gargantua, the hag beast, the unloving mother bitch, cunt, stood hulked over a two burner stove, stirring a pan, uh, stirring a pan of rancid pork. The kitchen stink of gas and oil and caked dead fish decay that came out between her legs. <laughs> out. Oh, uh, yeah, let's get there. The Hagby's brought breakfast over. Here, lovey, mama's best boy. Eat them all up. She sat opposite of him and slopped chunks of undercooked meat onto his, onto his plate. The oil that soaked it was flecked with something that looked like phlegm. Eat up, eat up. Got to eat mama's food that she makes just for you, haven't we? Stephen looked up at her sagging face, at the cross-hatched pouches of fat that clogged her skin, at the ancient blackheads that had grown within the years outward like a ring like rings of a tree the gray hairs of her jowls lay flat under the crusty remains of a thousand meals that she had snot on of a uh, thousand meals and she had snot on the on her upper lip and one thing i want to say about this this author uh, there's a lot of punctuation errors uh, well he's australian so they speak differently in a different cadence i regard they speak English. I think he's actually British and he moved to Australia with his wife. Yeah, Regardless, yeah. even better. There's a lot of punctuation. Like there's no comma between and like to separate the sentence. So like be like, this they, no- talk. they don't talk like on, on like, run on sentence. Bro, wanted- I can't believe that the thing you're concerned about most is a fucking comma, dude. Like, okay. Regardless, <laughs> everybody that's just on that. Mm hmm. That's what I was like. Okay, those kind of descriptions, like especially with the blackheads that grown outward, like a, like rings of a tree. It took me to the like that table, like sitting not with them, but like observing them. Yeah, I don't want to sit anywhere near them. Like Fuck I can, no. I can imagine the smell of the of the apart of the flat, the apartment. Ugh. Yeah, flat. I guess they are British. Yeah, I can like he, he describes his mother as like. The most disgusting. I don't think. I do think this is towards this still in the beginning, but like, I don't. And we'll talk about this later because I uh, David actually brought this up. Uh, Shrimp Dick actually brought this up <laughs> about mm-hmm. metaphors, <laughs> but for some reason, like since she had Stephen, she had let, has let her her vagina keep bleeding, mm-hmm. and like it's always bleeding for some reason. It's always caked to her ass when she sits on the chair. I don't know what that's about. Maybe we can do a deep dive later in the in the episode, but the fact that like she smells like she's rotting is what like got me. I'm like, okay, yeah, it, I'm in for a fucking ride. Yeah, I just imagine what their place smells like. Like that and the chick that lives above them, just like the odor of their two flats combined into like it just and then the fact that he works at a slaughterhouse and comes home with like bits of raw meat stuck to him, like uh, I couldn't take a sip of water at, while reading this. Yeah, it's really I, interesting because sorry, I don't mean to no. Go you. ahead, go ahead. Like I read a couple of interviews with Matthew by a couple of different like magazine stuff, and he talks about you know what was the reasoning behind you writing this? Like what was what led you to this state? Motherfucker, why? Why? Exactly. <laughs> and a lot of what he was talking about inspiring it was just being in a bad state in Britain when he didn't have much money. And he saw so much ignorance, lack of education, poverty, violence, homelessness, drug addiction. And it just found its way into his writing. 
And he was, a lot of it is what he's saying is the consequences of subjecting people to these kinds of stresses warps them and makes them engage in activities you normally wouldn't do like a bad example, but you know, obviously if you're hungry, you're going to steal and yeah. it just keeps ramping up and ramping up until you kill because you feel the need to, you don't get any pleasure from any other part of your life. So you commit atrocities. Like that was his sort of reasoning behind it. So I don't know. It's just really interesting that I, I don't know how he got from that to <laughs> cows and incest and bestiality and all this other stuff, but there was a reason for it. There was rhyme to his madness, you know? I don't see the correlation between like thieving and eating shit, but okay. I feel okay. I don't, I don't know when we're going to get to the part about where we like want to talk about like what we feel like the deeper meaning of this book is. That's like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you at like the very end. Cause I, I want to okay. get through like parts of parts apart just to like see your guys' thoughts. And then we'll talk about the deeper okay. meaning. I do just want to say one thing that it's like a theme of <laughs> in more ways than one, a theme of, being filled with really disgusting thoughts, really disgusting physical things, right? So like uh, Lucy that has her obsession with like the fucking black sludge that she thinks is in her body. Um, The fact that when anybody or anything dies in this book, they expel like shit and piss from themselves. Um, Stuff like that, right? The fact that they're like physically eating the shit that comes out of Steven. Um, the rape and being full of being full of like seed and stuff like that. And, and like that, and also just like being full, like Stephen talks about like the food that his like hag beast mom is trying to like give him at the beginning of the book where she think he thinks she's like trying to poison him and stuff being filled with like that rotting food. That's like undercooked or like not good to eat. Like something like that, just being filled with like disgusting stuff, but also like, when Cripps talks about being like filled with the need to like kill and stuff like that. So I think there's like a correlation between that. It's just like this disgustingness, like physically and metaphorically like inside of you that like you, no matter what you do, it will always kind of be there, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can, we can keep talking about it later, but that's kind of like when you talk about like the, when David was talking about how like he saw like the kind of like the worst of people when he was living in poverty and stuff like that. I think that's just like, like you said, like you're just filled with like this horridness that everybody, you know, given the right situation, everybody would resort to this or that. Like you can't escape your humanity, you know, whatever. A lot of it revolved around assholes too, but I don't see the deeper meaning in that. Yeah, I mean, well, the it assholes, means that you're an asshole. Ah, uh, thank means you, that Matthew you smell like shit And you need to take a shower. <laughs> I did just take a shower, dude. I took a shower before this. I'm, I'm currently wet and naked right now, recording this episode. Dude, you literally smell like the hag beast right now. I can smell you. I can, <laughs> oh, I can smell the fish coming from your cunt right now. Me the hag beast. I will actually vomit on this fucking episode. I'm actually about to vomit now. Hooray! Go for it, bud. No. <laughs> oh, uh, you kept mentioning Lucy and like. We, we haven't even mentioned any of the characters. So we have our main character who's Steven, the hag mm-hmm. beast, uh, mm-hmm. an animal named dog. Uh, we have Crips, who's just this creepy ass, like foreman who works at the slaughterhouse. We have gummy who is everyone's favorite <laughs> old yeah. fucking incestuous, <laughs> weird, nasty. Like he reminds me of a pirate, like a decaying pirate with scurvy. Pirate. He reminds like a me scur- of a cow fucker. 
<laughs> yeah, was, well, yeah, that, that, yeah. He's pretty much a cow fucker too, and he's the one who was like cow fucker shit eater. Oh god, yeah. And then like we meet the uh, the I forgot the name. It, it's a cow, but it's a type of cow that the, he keeps describing it as. Gur- like Guernsey. 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 Yeah, yeah, Guernsey. yeah, the yeah. Guernsey, which is like a, I guess a breed of cow. And the lady cow, the heifer. <laughs> yeah, the the heifer. I guess you can consider her a character because she was the only other one who's no. There were two other cows that spoke in the story. Well, she's a character enough that uh, her labia gets described like in detail. In so. great detail. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, her fuck. brown leathery flaps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so. And there's one more character named Lucy. As soon as I started reading like about Lucy, wow, she's like obsessed with this idea of like, like something's wrong with her. And there's something like wrong with like everyone else as well. I started to get this Marla Singer like feeling about her, like from the from the story Fight Club. And then I like started revolving, revolving like my my mind started like drawing comparisons. Like, oh yeah, this guy in Fight Club named Jack sees the world fucked up around him, and he's like he doesn't know how to fix it until he finds it within himself to try and fix it himself by starting a fight club and all yada yada yada. if you haven't read the book it's 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 from the 90s dude you should read it now it's a good book one of my favorite books but um i started drawing comparisons from cows to fight club because they're both like set in like a gritty nasty like world so did anybody else get like some sort of like comparisons from like other books like maybe that inspired this book um i don't think like any other books but i do think that that lucy's like a very obviously like tragic character because she's yeah. not really like she's like she's definitely not innocent like she does some really awful things in that book too but like not she's not, not she, that awful pretty okay, awful pretty, pretty awful, awful bro um she yeah like but I, you feel bad for her like i'm not yeah. gonna spoil it but the end of the book is like she couldn't let go of this idea that there was something like rotting inside of her to the point where like she does something like fucking horrific to herself right yeah. and like it's just like sad like you kind of feel bad for her because she's like like say in a similar way that steven is like she's kind of like they don't really know how the real world works because steven's been fucking locked up with his mom and he lives like vicariously through his tv and like these perceived ideas of what he thinks like the ideal life is and see with her, like she has no idea, like the reality that she's in. And so she's like, you feel bad for her. Like, that's sad. You know, it's sad. Like she deserved like help. She needed help, obviously. She um, feels like a character that could have been redeemed. Yes. Yeah. But because yeah. of the nature of the book, obviously she wasn't. Yes. Yeah. I think the same thing with Steven too. Like it's a character that in the beginning you're sort of like rooting for. And then you're just kind of like, I hope he you just kind of gives, he just gives into like the, the vileness the of the you know people he works with and his mom and everything else and it's just like uh, okay but yeah lucy i think more so like you're like you want her to be like get out of there like get out of that situation you know before it's too late but and you kind of felt happy for her and like kind of at, at the end even though she was pretending like she was trying her best to pretend like everything was yeah. okay oh god it, yeah that that i i think so far my only two favorite characters were like lucy and dog Dog was my favorite character. Hands yeah. Down. When I was, whenever dog showed up in the, in the dog was actually in the story is actually a, uh, an actual dog 
whose like legs were broken because the hag beast was just mad one day and she broke when he, it was a puppy when he it was a, it was a he when he was a puppy like she broke her uh the the, the dog's back legs and like i think the spine with a brick so, yeah. with a brick so like it was just dragging itself along like with its two front legs for nine years yeah also they go into like detail about like how he well how the dog shits everywhere too but like yeah. the dog is like like actually loving and like the only compassionate thing of the story where yeah. like you know anybody who has a dog out there in, in the audience like you understand like how dogs have that undying love for like the people they care about obviously dog did not care about the hag beast but he cared about steven so much that he would like even when like steven puked it was like the dog was like thank you like i like thank you master like i yeah, I, like, i'll, I'll his puke and shit yeah and he's and like i'll eat this with like with like as if it was a sort of sa- like sacrament like um it's something holy to me yeah and i i loved dog honestly and like you're and you guys are right dog went out like a beast like he was a he was a like a, like a badass and i his death even was kind of like sad but i kind of felt happy for dog yeah because he wasn't dog got to suffering anymore yeah, yeah dog got to escape in the in the worst way but he got to escape his his uh abuser attacker killer yeah. abuser but all of it <laughs> uh, all of the above um yeah actually hold on before we go on i keep saying the cs word i'll stop saying it now because it's, it's starting to make me actually be sick but what, what were you guys' favorite fucking lines from this story i don't know if i have a favorite i have ones um, that like i remember reading because they were so shocking that i'm like i think about them when i think about that book but they weren't like my favorite lines david was, go ahead there was, there was a part um it wasn't a specific line it was just the part where Gummy, I think he's at the back end of a cow, just getting uh, after they kill the cow, shooting its head, and the I think he words it: the bowels exude from the body at a great velocity, right into Gummy's face, and he throws his head back and laughs, and that made me laugh for some reason. Just the thought of Gummy, who if you get into Gummy as a character, he's just. Kind of everyone's punching bag, like pr- definitely has mental issues, like has deformities, like from cows, like injuring him. And like, so he, he's really, really fucked up. Definitely a little slower, like something's up with him. But just that image just made me laugh for some reason. I just remember it very vividly. But Gummy's also important to the story because he was the one who, who showed everyone like the, the, the pleasures of like a cow. Like as, as he, as he puts it, like Gummy is like, uh, in the story, there's a is an old guy named Gummy who the reason they call him Gummy is because uh, he had an act. It wasn't really an accident. Like, it was just like the cow's reaction to what he was doing. Does anybody want to explain it? Because it seems it seems like someone's clicking their face. Uh, sorry, it's me. I'm just thinking about. Right. I just remember. I really remember the description of what he does because he they describe like his tongue going in between like the cow's teeth and like getting the gunk out from its Child. mouth and stuff. You know, like they t- it's not just like oh he he made out and fucked the cow. They're like yeah he put his tongue down in the cow's mouth and was like licking the fucking filth from its teeth and just like disgusting, just disgusting shit. But yeah, but then the cow like bit down. Bites down on his fucking face and like rips his lips pretty much like off. Um, yeah. Actually, I want to <laughs> I want to see if I can find like a line from from Gummy, but like yeah, he was the he's an he's important to the story because he was the one who started all this. He was the one who showed uh, Crips who is the foreman of the of the, yeah. the slaughterhouse, and he like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who, you, 
do you guys want to talk about Crips or, or no? Like he's, he's, he was discussing too. Yeah. Crips is, Crips is probably the second worst character behind Hag Beast. He might be the first, I don't know. They're tied yeah, for Crips worst. Is like, <laughs> Crips is like one of those characters where you're actively set up to hate him. And he's just one of those guys that has such a strong idea of what he's doing and such a strong feeling of how he's right. And this is the hill he's going to die on that. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's really interesting how he brings people in, brings new people in like Steven, because Steven wasn't in the slaughterhouse, like the actual slaughter floor itself. At first, he was just in a meat grinding section of the slaughterhouse. Cripps notices his curiosity brings him back slowly introducing him to the whole world back there and it's almost like a fraternity of these certain group of guys gummy included who they are tasked with the killing of the cows and at the ends of their shifts as payment as i think crips put it and as a reward as for pleasure and just because they fucking want to they get to have their way with the cows and i think crips is the embodiment of that like taking what's yours living for your innermost desires you know embracing the violence the brutality the pleasure of life because that's all you have so you might as well take it i think that's kind of like what he embodies in this story and then crips is like took it to like another like like god like god tier level like no not not only that take it and then like make it yours yeah he will he loved the power he loved having yeah. the power over people I ha- I, fo- I found like the excerpt that I want to read that like Nicole was talking about. I'm going to mm-hmm. read it real quick. So like the audience can understand the quick backstory of gummy to show how much of a fucking weird piece of shit he was. <laughs> All right, here he is. Here we go. I'm going to read it kind of like if gummy's talking to, I'll try. All right, bud. <laughs> my lips right up against the mouth of the mad bovine. I can see the whispers <laughs> in the valley under those whiskers. All dark and smelling of hay. So just like always, I open my mouth. I open up my mouth on lips and I tasted the cow. I felt its tongue pushing into my mouth and I pushed back against it. There's real rough on top, but underneath, you never felt anything so smooth. Anyhow, I was licking that scummy stuff that get on their teeth when that mad fucker pulled back and clamped down on my mouth and started shaking its head. They had to pry my loose. They had to pry me loose with a crowbar, killing the bastard cow to do it too. By the time my teeth was gone and my lip was ripped up so bad, they never got. They never got found. Like it, you little bastard. Bet you think it's a real good story, don't you, you little fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's that's gummy. That was a pretty good voice. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, I, I can imagine him as like the whole like uh you you remember uh you guys ever seen the movie Hercules, right? Yeah. You know guy you know the like the old guy who was like with missing oh, yeah. teeth and stuff like that. I imagine that was that was gummy. I'm like Ugh. I can imagine him like covered in shit now. And that's I don't like Hercules. Oh, my, that's pretty much what my headcanon was for gummy, the voice you just did. So that was pretty good. <laughs> I tried that, I'm regretting it. No, I'm regretting it. You got you got too into the character, bro. A little bit too much, and then I could just imagine like Gummy like ah, after he gets like shit on or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty gross. But I think yeah, I think in the way that we talk about like Lucy being like 
potentially redeemed. Like she has that setup. Like Crips is the opposite. Like you meet him and you know, like this is the embodiment of like everything in this book, right? Like all the disgusting shit, like is like in him, you know, he can't be fixed. Like he, he's going to be that way. There's no helping him um, through that. <laughs> what, I, what I imagine for like Crips's character is that where like Hagbeast is like the absolute embodiment and like embodiment of filth and disgust. I imagine Crips is clean. Like until he gets what? in his like his like no no wait wait until he gets it into his like slaughterhouse mode, like mm. until he's like he's not covered in blood like he won't go home covered in blood like he'll wash his hands after it like like an actual serial killer, so like he would like do his act be covered in like 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 all that nasty shit like bile and blood and like shit and whatever but then he'll like go into the back wash his hands and like be like squeaky clean again and then leave and then be like still have that like god tier power inside of him be like ah like. I can keep that like I can keep that feeling within me almost like a like a like a warmth. Mm. That's how I see like Crips. Like I saw him like actually clean for some reason. I think he's disgusting. <laughs> I think he's filthy disgusting. I didn't think I didn't, like for some reason like Gummy. I see like an oily ass character. <laughs> Crips. I saw like he was like like he actually took a. Sh- he was the only one in the story that actually took a shower. <laughs> Even Lucy, I thought was filthy. Like, oh my like, god, like she when, was not clean. When she, I know when they talk about having sex, and he's talking about like the smell. I'm just like, okay, ugh, we can go into that. Like, hard. The love interest of what got into that. Like, it, it, I wouldn't even say love because because David and I were talking about this, where it's like I do not think that Stephen loved her. Yeah. I think he was projecting his desire his need for what he saw on tv a family a house a dog a kid because like he wants a kid so fucking bad right he like gets her pregnant is like we have to have this kid all all this stuff i need a wife i need a child but when the stuff happens at the end of the book i don't really think he gives a shit about her let's talk about Um, it he gives he gives a shit about the fact that he's lost what he thought was like his ideal life like i've lost this right like i did everything i thought i had to i killed my mom i got a fucking you know nice house i did i got my wife pregnant but i still lost it and then that and then like you know he does what he i don't i don't want to talk about the whole ending but at that point he, he kind of realizes okay like i'm i'm not gonna be able to like these dreams are not realistic so i'm gonna go do what i the only thing i know how to do and it's fucking go be chaotic and you know like murder murder <laughs> but like he just gives up on that because he didn't really care about her at all is what i'm trying to say basically so i think i've said this already but how i see this book in my head is like a three-part structure mm-hmm. where like you see like it's the beginning and like up to the point where uh he meets uh up to the point where uh, where was it I see it's up to the point where he meets the talking. Ca- okay. Yeah. This book, again, another reason I see like the, the similarities to fight club is that this is an unreliable character. Like the narrator is an unreliable source of information. So you don't know if he's actually crazy or there is an actual talking cow because there's a, a talking cow that shows up and is like, dude, you you're, you're kind of fucked in the head. You shouldn't do this. And we should also kill this guy. Crips. <laughs> yeah. So like, again, that's where I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's crazy for sure. Mm-hmm. But 
I saw up to the point where like the cow starts talking to him and is like, hey, dude, you probably shouldn't do this because you'll be fucked in the head if you do this. That's where like part one ends. Part two ends where like he kills the mom, dog dies. And like, yeah, by the way, spoilers. If anybody wants to read this book, <laughs> uh, spoiler, spoiler. I, I won't even I won't even freaking put a disclaimer, just spoilers throughout this entire thing. Sorry. Up to the point where he like gets Lucy into the flat and starts having his like happy life is like where part two ends. Part three ends when like he becomes just like the cow god. Cow god. We're like at the like just cow the end Jesus. of the story where like he's just happy now. Like he's kind of happy. Um, I feel like I feel like it's sort of like a uh, it's a weird like he's lost everything else is the only semblance he has left. That's what yeah. I kind of got from it. Of being think- a cow fucker. Cool. I think like okay, so I feel like the sto- the first part of the story, I, I see where you're saying it's like broken up in three parts, but I think I think it's like broken up into three like his three mindsets or whatever. So at the beginning yeah. of the book, beginning of the book against uh, his mom and even against like Crips and killing and stuff in the beginning when it, when he's still very nauseous about it when he gets raped, like he still doesn't feel right about it. He feels helpless. Like and so he he doesn't feel like he's ever going to be able to get away from his mom. He you know he. That's kind of the first half of the book for me. Second, or sorry, first third of the book. Second third of the book is like, like you said, he's killed his mom. He's got the the high. How did he kill his mom? Killing. How did he kill his mom? By the way, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. He <laughs> he gets the highs from like killing, and he's feeling like on top of the world. He's feeling super powerful. He's building this new life with Lucy. Blah blah blah. And then at the end of the book, he's feeling helpless again. So it's like, like I said, it's like he did everything that he thought he needed to do to get what he needed, and then he ended up pretty close to where he started where he's like i don't have what i thought i had anymore so now i'm literally just gonna go fucking kill and be around cows and it's like what <laughs> but why but do i david what do you what do you think about the three three cow structure the three cow structure <laughs> i think that's definitely has like beginning climax and but i think it's like there's so many different offshoots because like you have the story of him steven at home with uh lucy and his mother to me that feels like a separate structure because none of them really string together the only semblance of the transitioning is like he was on his way to work he was just like he thought about these things when he would get home but they all felt very distinctly different between his home life with lucy and his mom the slaughterhouse everything that happened there and the whole fucking cow arc i consider like separate like the cow arc is the only one where it intercedes in the slaughterhouse because he talks to the guernsey cow in the vent of the slaughterhouse that they escaped from but i think it sets it up in a very interesting way to where i personally the cow part is really random really out of left field yeah but that's like it, it intrigued me the most i wanted to know so bad like why are these cows talking? Where is this going? Where is this coming from? Why do they want? Why do they trust Stephen? Why do they like Stephen so much? Why do they want to follow him? And I think that gets a lot into the desires when it starts going into like the cow undercity, and it, it talks about just different desires of what people crave and what the cows craved and what they get into, which is a whole different story. You know what's interesting though is like they the cows hate Crips. Like their reason for bringing 
um, Stephen down in the first place so that they can kill Crips. But if Crips hadn't taught Stephen how to kill and how to like hurt something, then he wouldn't have been able to kill Crips the way that he did. And seeing what he did to Crips is what like triggers the cows to want to go on like fucking those like um, rampage stampedes. rampages. Yeah. There's like death. Yeah. De- yeah stampedes going those like death stampedes. So like did like, uh, even though he was saying like, Hey, don't do this. The Guernsey was saying to Steven, Hey, don't do this. It's going to ruin you. It's going to make you, um, an awful person and all this stuff if he hadn't done it and hadn't killed crips then the cows wouldn't have that same like desire for that either you know does that make sense like yeah, they wouldn't have had the bloodlust either yeah but also like i think with steven like seeing that they're like i yeah like you said like i want i want to be that and they just didn't know how to channel that because they're like we're cows we don't we don't we don't that's we're not cows. in our nature yeah we're, we're cows but that's not in our nature but then like steven's like but I'll teach you to be free. That's why they were like, I will follow you because you are what we want to be. You are like, we see you as a part of the herd now. Yeah. Because, well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no go, go ahead. ahead. I, I, was, I interrupted you. I'm no, the no, asshole no, no, here. No, 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 no. I was the asshole. I was just saying <laughs> that freedom is also kind of like an underlying uh, thing in the story, right? Because like in the beginning, like he, all he wants to do is be free from his mom. And then like, the, the TV cows. helps him see that too. Yeah. And then like, it's like quote unquote free because his mom has fucked him up so much that he does not have an idea of what that means. Cause like I said, his whole concept of having a family and this and that, like it's all based on bullshit. Um, and same thing with the cows, like their concept of being free. Okay. You ran away and live in the sewers. Like, are you actually free? You know? And then their freedom is on these like, death fucking stampedes and it's just like that's not really free either and then at the end like when when steven's like i'm quote unquote free from this i'm gonna go join the cows it's like well he's not really free either like they're all trapped in different ways that they don't realize if that makes sense yeah that makes sense so the story no matter what ends ends in a bleak note it's uh yeah i mean i definitely didn't walk away after reading it and being like wow that was a Wow, that's I took a great something away I'm from gonna, this. I'm gonna go back to school. Like, I, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna go 30. back to school. I should be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be an animal rights activist. <laughs> you know what? Uh, if Banana was here, or what? Did, what? What, did, what, did, what does she want to be called again? Uh, Who the hell's Banana? Cabana. Uh, Cabana. Yeah, Cabana. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> Banana if, if, Cabana. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if Banana wants to actually be like, uh, this is the book that you would want to give someone to become vegan. I don't like. Yeah, about she it. definitely couldn't read this book. I love her very much. She could not read this book. I told her about it yesterday and she was like, ah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a good answer. I'm good. I'm Gucci. <laughs> oh God. I'm actually going to puke thinking about it again. Damn it. This, this episode's hard. I'm vibing bro. I'm eating a fucking flauta right now. <laughs> 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 but I didn't want to eat meat for the first probably the first week after I read it. I didn't want to eat meat. Like the texture of food really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, like because there's like those parts where Steven's mom is like cooking. She cooked like Rancid some pork. like un uncooked like part of sheep intestine. And he's like talking about the fact that there's like still undigested food in it while they're eating it. And I'm like, okay, that's enough for me. <laughs> and he, he like peeks it up. So you can't eat lengua anymore, huh? I've never had lingua. Well, actually, that's a lie. I've had lingua like once, but I don't, I don't frequently, frequently eat it. Uh, uh, shrimp dick. Would you ever eat lingua? Um, I heard it's really like savory. It's like a tasty meat. 
Uh, it, but you can like taco. feel the taste buds. You can feel the taste buds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It feels like in a taco or something, maybe. But don't. Um, to be fair, David doesn't eat pretty much anything. He's like the pickiest eater um, I've ever she's met. She's literally so. lying. Bro. She doesn't eat pickles. Oh. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, he doesn't eat vegetables. Period. None of them. Not, Not a single true. one. Not and true. also, trouble um, in paradise. Everybody, you heard it live <laughs> on Days and Disturbed. Trouble <laughs> in paradise. This is, I should change the na- name of this episode. He doesn't eat vegetables. Yeah, name this episode Shrimp Dick Doesn't Eat His Vegetables. <laughs> she doesn't eat mushrooms, by the way. Like mushrooms, anything to do with mushrooms. Fucking Danny doesn't like mushrooms either. What? What are you talking about? I fucking love mushrooms. <laughs> when did you start liking mushrooms? I've liked it since I was a kid. Oh my god. I love it on my food. pizza and then my like my salad and like like Dude, pasta and stuff like that. You're full of beans. Would you eat like a are- mushroom burger? Yes, I've eaten the, the mushroom Swiss burgers are one of my are favorite. Filthy. You. you guys are worse Thank than you. fucking anything in this book. Okay, but mushrooms have to be cooked. Like Agreed. raw mushrooms are disgusting. Uh, they, they have like be, this... they can be okay. Yeah, they taste like dick, dude. No, they what? You know, no, you don't eat them. What? No, no, no. I mean, like, no mushrooms have like like they have like a like a rubbery texture, but they have like a weird like yeah, like dick. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have a lot of questions now of what kind of dick you're eating. <laughs> but anyways, no, they have like this weird like scent to it too. Like, yeah. If, when like you cut dick. up in a- That's part of the thing that makes it good. I mean, but I liked it like cooked in like pizza. Like one of my favorite is like, yeah, mushroom, uh, like mushrooms in my pizza. It's Actually, del- I do like mushrooms on pizza, but that's the only way I'll eat mushrooms is on pizza. For me, it's like, like the same thing with olives. I don't, um, I oh. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, yeah, I, I was going to say, I thought I thought it was asking me the question. I love chicken marsala. Yeah, it's good with mushrooms. Oh, speaking of food, we should probably get back on track. What did you think, Danny, of like at the end, the cows really embracing like eating meat? meat. Like, do you think that was like them trying to gain their freedom back? Or do you think they just like Steven were just off the deep end, didn't know what they were doing? I thought they were, I thought like just because like like Steven was, had this idea of like freedom, this was their like Steven showing them like, you know, Steven was obsessed with TV. Like that was his way of like, this is how, how I should be. Cows were like the Steven was their TV. It's like, I should do this because this is how this, uh, this is how quote unquote, Steven, the TV is showing me how to be in order to be free. Mm-hmm. So like Steven was following, sense. Steven was following a beat and then he, and then the cows were following Steven's beat. So they're like, okay, so this is how to be free. I'm going to do it because I want to feel free. Oh God, I don't want to eat meat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on that. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think they ate meat just because it's like, now what do they have left? They're like, okay, this is how to be free. I don't know how to take out my aggression. I don't know how to be from prey to predator. Yeah. But this is the only way I know how to be this is the only way I was shown how to be free. So I'm going to keep eating meat. I, I think it was only the logical, like next step. Yeah. Cause like, <clears throat> obviously they're cows, but they can talk. So that's one level of humanization and they're living in like a community. That's another level of humanization. And then Steven comes along. He's obviously a human. He wants to show them the way. And like when he finally takes over the herd for himself, it's like the ultimate, like you want to be part of us. You're going to have to do what we do. You want to truly gain your freedom. Eat like they eat from you, that sort of thing. Yeah. There's also like a line in the story. I think he was talking to Guernsey or I think he was like, he was, he was like side, like, uh, 
not back talking, but like sides, like a, like almost side talk, but like side conversation. Yeah. I was like having a side conversation, but also speaking to the herd. He was saying like, uh, I'm not trying to teach you how to kill. Cause Guernsey is like, yeah, you taught us how to kill. That's, that's what we need to know. And that's how uh, I'm going to like leave these people, leave these cows. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to teach you how to kill. I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach you how to be human. And that's where I was like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. Like that makes more sense of like what, because I didn't understand like, why did Steven teach him how to kill? But it's like, yeah, it made sense when he explained it. It's like, cause I was, I was Guernsey. I was like, oh, you're just teaching me how to kill because that's how to get out my aggression. And that's how to like, feel this to feel a sense of freedom it's like no 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 no. i want to show you how to actually be free by being human and that 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 at that point clicked to click for me i'm like oh, okay that's that would be the next logical step but i think honestly the next next logical step is like all right humans eat cows we should cannibalize each other i, I if the story went on i think it would have gone that direction where like all the ca- the cows would cannibalize each other yeah, hmm. probably. It seems yeah. like that was like, well, there was already like a power struggle. Like Guernsey, the Guernsey cow was saying how he thinks he's the smartest of them. And that's why he believes he alone is fit to lead them, which obviously would have led to like a power struggle of, you know, there was already one between him and Steven. So it was eventually naturally just going to lead between him and the cows and the I, heifer gets involved and all that stuff. You know. I actually disagree. I think the reason there wouldn't be a power struggle is because of the whole cow mentality where they're herd animals. They, they listen to the shepherd. So if Guernsey became the shepherd, they would listen. Guernsey's the only one out of all of them who was like, I want to be the shepherd. And like the cows all were like desperate for leadership and they all kept looking for leadership. So they're just going to follow whoever wants to be the leader. And if someone says they're the leader, they're like, I will not question it anymore. So I think it was, it goes back to like, kind of like actual farming. Like if a cow is like going to be herded into a, uh, into like a pen, they're like the, the shepherd's going to just going to lead them. Like, Hey, you got to come over here. And the cow's like, I guess I got to go over there. I don't know why, but I guess I got to go over there. And then they get milked or whatever. Oh yeah. Something about that too. Milked. There weren't any mentions of bulls. They were all cows. Cows were, don't they, doesn't that refer well, to the Guernsey, the Guernsey cow was a bull. Cause at the end. It was talking about him fucking the heifer. That's yeah, but Stephen I have a question. Are all men, are all boy bulls. cows bulls? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so there cow- were multiple that's what I'm saying. Cows. Wait, what? There were multiple boy cows because there's like that <laughs> one, but then there are like, like men, like the boy cows that call out on him and like, you can really help us. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah, exa- that, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, they just don't call them bulls. Yeah. They're like, okay, there's no, but I, I think it was almost Steven just calling them cows because he doesn't see them as nothing but meat still. You know what I'm saying? Like he, mm-hmm. I think Steven was just like, you're all cows to me. Like whether you're a bull or your actual cow. I was talking about them as like a species. That's what like I'm saying. But like, like Oh uh, yeah, I guess you have a point. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. But I want, yeah, that's what I was kind of confused. I'm like, wait, why didn't you just call them bulls versus like cows and bulls? Is it called the species just called? I thought the species was called bovine because he says bovine too. I Bovine's think, just a colloquial term for cow. Yeah. Mm, okay. So cow is just like the species. Yeah. Cow is the animal. Bovine's just another word for, it's like a scientific name for cow. Okay. I guess that makes more sense. That, that, that was one question I had for, for uh, you guys. Like, I did not understand why he kept calling them cows, even though there's some of these cows have dicks and are like inseminating one another. 
<laughs> that the last part of him living like happily to the end, like, did you expect it to end the way it ended? David first. Um, I was hoping for kind of a redemption, a better ending. Like I wanted him, part of me was wanting him to do like stereotypical, like burn the apartment down, like say goodbye to the cows, try to go find his ideal life elsewhere. But like at the end of it, I also liked seeing his just descent and embrace of just the madness of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like everything has fallen to shit with Lucy and everything that happened there. And like his perfect life that he had was just on the cusp of getting all fell apart right in front of his eyes. And so like, I was, I was telling her this when I finished the book, the part with Lucy and dog's body, I thought was really symbolic. Like, tying up the loose ends. That's the worst well, part of the whole book to me. Well, I, think I like it was that just, part too. Yeah. I like that Ugh. part. I think it's the tying up the loose ends of his perfect life, realizing it's never going to be, he can never attain that setting it aside and just embracing madness, like just falling into it, giving into it, going down to be with the herd. Cause that's the only, literally the only thing he has left, you know, the slaughterhouse is no more. Crips is dead. Like, the apartment isn't Gummy dead. Yeah, Gummy died. <laughs> Gummy so died. <laughs> Something else too. I noticed that everything in his like in his life that he ever interacted with is would died. Like everything, including like the well, I guess spoiler alert. But even the 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 the, the Gunsby, the the Guernsey, the Guernsey, Gern, anything, anything he like interacted with all died so like in the end he truly okay, well, was to be fair he killed most of the things he interacted with. that's what i'm yeah. saying like he well dog and dog no. dog and lucy didn't oh the happiest things about his life killed themselves yeah pretty much the things that he hated he killed i guess that if there's anything to take away from that that's the happiest part of the story like everything that he loved did not die by his own hands I mean, he did nail the fetus to the wall. But he didn't yeah. love the fetus, though. He was just <laughs> he like that. The fetus. That was an aspect of like what he wanted to like love, but he never got that chance because whatever happened happened. But like he wanted to love Lucy, and he and he actually loved uh, dog. So like, I think like what you said, like it was that was a perfect ending for both dog and Lucy, where he just kind of smashes them together, Ooh. and he's like, "All right, enjoy yourselves," and like this is actually like really kind of happy, like sad, but really happy for me that you guys are going to be together because to me, it was the equivalent of like an old cowboy burying his two best friends next to each other and then going off onto the sunset. Yeah. That's that's the kind of vibe I was getting a cow fucking shit eating sunset. Yeah, exactly. The perfect kind of sunset. That's, that's a true cowboy life. Those (laughs) cow fucking (laughs) don't claim to be a cowboy. If you don't fuck the cows and eat their shit. That's true cowboyness. <laughs> that's that's what makes a cowboy. I'm gonna say that's anybody who's like, I want to date a cowboy. I want to be like, a really? cowboy. You want, a, you want a cow fucker? You want hey, uh, a cow uh, Paul, fucker? Paul, can you can you edit that part in, like the whole cowboy part, like the you know you know what I'm talking about, the the the, the Vine video. All right, Paul, edit in right now. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy, baby. Oh, I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Before we end off, 
you, we were all talking about some sort of symbolism. And we, I think we've been talking about it throughout the, the throughout the entire thing. What the fuck was the point of this story? What was the symbolism of the story? Just somebody who couldn't get their shit together or like what? What were you book? I just threw uh, my book across the room, but I'll go get it later. Um, I don't know. I'm going to stick with my idea that like, there's a lot of symbolism of being filled with something that's disgusting and putrid, like with, like I said, with Lucy having her like phobia of something rotting inside of her and like literally having shit inside you, like feces shit. I mean, um, like, and then like, go on. I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of different things now. So I'm losing my train of thought. Cause I'm thinking about stuff I read, but um it's just kind of the idea that like regardless of how hard you try to fight it like you won't be able to take all of that nastiness out of you and so like as a metaphor just like coming to terms with the fact that there's like putridness inside of everybody you know and like some people take it to the extent that Crips does where he just like allows it to he just embraces it allows himself to do whatever he wants um and like to quote unquote be free of it. Um, and then people like Lucy who try to be free of it by like, like literally cutting it out of themselves and like denying it and trying their best to just like not let it be a part of them, I guess. Um, but either way it destroys you. So like you, it kind of is like hopeless, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense or if I sound like I'm high, but um, yeah. Dude, what the fuck are you trying to tell? I'm just kidding. No, I, got I totally get it. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, there is some sort of like something kind of holy about this book. What the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. How holy, dude? No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But like, Cripps was happy that he was dying. Like, he didn't complain. He didn't smile. He like, he didn't wince. He was, I mean, he winced, but he would just like make a he sound. Was, like, completely like, de I think, I think he, he was more satisfied that he's passing that, on his teachings to, yeah, and, like, that Stephen embraced everything Cripps wanted him to be in the end rather than because you know steven was very apprehensive about killing and Cripps was just like you'll learn you'll see one of these days you'll understand and i think Cripps being like literally filleted alive by steven is his like exactly what you said like the passing on of his teachings and his ideology well that's what i was saying like this the, the like the holy part like it was almost like god is like the idea of like the whole god and jesus thing like God was going to pass on his teachings to Jesus. And like, God was like happy that Jesus came to earth or something like that. I'm not trying to be like all like religious and shit like that, but I was like, maybe that, maybe there's some sort of symbolism to that with that. Maybe. No, does anybody see it? Or I'm just going crazy. No, oh, I can, I can see that. I don't think you're crazy. I think it's one of those books where <laughs> you're meant to take multiple things from it. It's not a clear cut. Like, you know, it's not one of the books you read in like middle school where it's like, got a, it's got a clear cut, like, story and metaphor and like moral you know like thou shalt not steal something stupid like that like it's yeah it's meant to make you feel something you feel fucking filthy and gross but also Mm -hmm. you're meant it's something to think about like why why is there why are there no good things in this book you know like why why is it the way that it is and yeah what did you take any symbolisms that you saw for the entirety of the book david david like I was saying, I think it just comes back to just every character that you see is flawed and has some sort of mental health issues and is suffering 
in their own unique way and is suffering from a very relatable issue just to the most extreme. Yes. Very relatable to want to eat your own shit and feel. Okay. At the very most extreme (laughs) of it, like dealing with abusive parents, dealing with, you know, a dog dealing with your work that you fucking hate dealing with people like, but just, this is obviously just the most extreme of everything, but like it still comes back to Steven just wanting and trying to find that hope and positivity and just being beaten down every fucking day. Like he just can't catch a break, but he still keeps trying to find that home that's filled with happiness and that some aspect of his life will have meaning, you know? Yeah, no, I, that makes, that makes better sense than how I pictured it now. Uh, I just really want to give the author a benefit of the doubt and not, I don't fuck this guy, dude. (laughs) Not that he just wrote a book about, fucking cows and killing people and shit and like the description of how he killed people or how like he fucked a cow or he got raped in the ass or like i said any anybody who wants to read this book don't first of all don't listen to don't listen don't be idiots like us and listen to nicole and read this actual book it is disgusting Bro, i wasn't i, I wasn't I, like oh yeah it's a great book you gotta read it so good like i was just saying like <laughs> i need you to read it so i can talk to somebody about it because if not i'm gonna go crazy we're not trying to sell this book we're trying to uh, ha- help you avoid this i know there's a lot of things that we said that you're just like wanting more context about like again the cow fucking the raping in the ass the yeah, like you want the, the context for the cow fucking you yeah you, you definitely want context for all of this like the talking cow you want to get context for i understand that we won't talk about it because maybe you do want to read it that's why i i, I was hesitant to do this episode because i'm like i do want to talk more in depth about like more context contextual things but i think this is one of those books that you and you alone have to experience yeah, I don't. I think even I'm sure someone could listen to this and hear. Yeah, it's a distra- extremely disturbing book, and maybe they'll get grossed out by some of the stuff we talk about. But I think, I think the best way to experience this book is to read it by yourself. I don't think you should listen to an audiobook. I don't think yes. you should read a summary about it. I think you should read the book as it is and experience like the the like Take the shock, every detail. Yeah, the shock and the feelings of just like discomfort and stuff. Like I feel like that's an important part of this book. It's just feeling uncomfortable. And like I said, it's only 208 pages. You can get th- if you're a slow reader, you could still get through this in one day. I promise you. And it's every- purposely written so that you don't like it, it comes and slow goes. slow down. You know, yeah. like you want to keep reading it. It's not like, yeah. oh, this There's is no so boring. Parts. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's too short to have any slow parts. <laughs> I think I'm glad that it's so short. It's just like it, it it's like it's like a punch to the face. It happens, you feel the pain for a little bit, and then it just goes away. <laughs> and then you rip up the book and throw it away. <laughs> I won't rip up my copy because I, I don't like doing that to books. I don't even like marking inside my books. I'm gonna keep it in my library, but I will I like rereading my books. I never want to read this fucking book again. Let your uh, mom read it. No, she'll <laughs> fucking disown me. Actually, I don't think she'll understand. Like, she's like, what does this mean? I'm like, why does it say like this? But like, no, I, bottom line, even as a prank to Nicole first, 
as a prank or an actual recommendation, do you would you actually recommend this to a friend besides me and David? Go. No, because I really don't want this is a book that I don't even really want people to know that I read. It's like <laughs> it's like one thing if you say it and someone else hasn't read it and they don't know it, but it's like you post on Instagram, like just finished this book. And someone's like, Oh, she has good taste in books. Let me go read this book. And they read it and then know that I read it and I got through it. And they think I'm like a depraved piece of shit. Like, no, I don't want but people to. Then the to cycle keeps book. happening. The cycle keeps I, happening. Like saying like, Oh, I read this book. And then they take a picture of the book and then like someone else reads it. And it's just like a spider web effect. No, I. It's like, uh, it's like, what, like the ring. Like somebody sees the video. You watch the video. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, die. Somebody, somebody else watches the video. They die. It just keeps going. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't pass this book along to someone in seven days, then you you will start fucking cows to fuck a cow. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, I don't think I'd give it to anybody. I definitely not as a prank. It's not like a funny like, haha. It's like I I sent you a Rick Roll video. Like it's not it's not funny. Like it's it's especially because I feel like I have some of my friends are pretty sensitive. Like I would not. It would destroy our relationship if I was like, read this book. It's so funny. Oh, God. I, I can imagine. I, I know some of your friends and I know who I want. If I was to be a fucking piece of shit, I know exactly who to give it to. I know exactly Just- who you're thinking about. Too, <laughs> she, would, she would I'll probably cry. I love she, her She'd disembowel much. me. She'd be like, cry. you're filth. You're filthy human to like, you're, you have your existence. My good Christian friend. Leave her alone. <laughs> or you'd be skinned by Crips. <laughs> I would want to be at that point. Be I'd be like, I, anus, like I, fucking gummy do, gummy do. Is that a thing okay. to be de anus? I don't know. I just made that up because that's what happened to him. I, in all honesty, it? no, definitely not. In all honesty, I think this is like we we touched about this a little last night. If you're in to splatter punk, if you're looking for something to push the boundary, regular horror regular literature isn't doing it for you then i would recommend this as like okay here's the absolute worst and if this doesn't do anything for you bro you got problems talk to a therapist <laughs> but like I, I think this is like the only that that situation is the only situation in which i would ever recommend it this is not light reading i would give to someone who's going on an airplane and needs a book for an hour <laughs> they puke all over the place if they were in an airplane yeah exactly <laughs> They take like their little Xanax or like a little edible and they're reading this book and they're like, what the? <laughs> the, the fucking stewardess is like, do you want any, um, do you want any snacks? You just look at her and just throw up like all fucking over her. And then she starts eating it. She's like, mm, yeah, pretty, pretty much. She'd be like, mm, and then she just would shit on your lap or something. Like that would be how this book. Goes. And then like, all you look, turn around and like the, <laughs> you turn around in the airplane. Everyone has like a cow, like a cow, like mask on. Yeah. Just like look you at you simultaneously. You're actually on a plane full of cows. <laughs> Damn, that like, edible's really hitting. It smells like okay so any final thoughts when you finally closed your close the book uh thank god it's over uh not too much to take from it but i will say i am glad that i read it because it is you're sick you're sick it's one of those milestones like yeah i got through this book yeah that's how i felt too (laughs) dude i i was like for some reason reading this book I was holding my breath the entire time. Like I didn't want to breathe in like the garbage ranted, the the garbage ranted smell that the words were making. I didn't want to breathe. And when I finally closed the book, it just felt like I like decompressed. Like, ah, yeah. My final thoughts. Um, cause we have to wrap up this episode soon. 
my final thoughts, Matthew Stoke, if you're listening to this, get fucked, dude. I don't know what's wrong with you, but get fucked. Well, I heard in an interview, the like he was writing this book when his girlfriend was away from home and he was bored. That was his that was his reason for writing the book that he says in the interview. Well, and then he goes home and lays next to his wife in bed, like holding like her, her, a, her belly like, with like while she's not pregnant. A total fucking sicko. Yeah, that fucking. Uh... I, I will say that this guy is a phenomenal writer. Yeah, I think he's a good writer. He, he's he, very good at describing things. Yes. Very, very good. I wish I had an ounce of this. I mean, I like descriptions and, and like stories because I want to picture it in my head. Matthew Stoke, good for you. Like you, anything you wrote sucked me in. But God, did it make me want to like claw my way out? Yeah, he has other books too. I was reading. I don't want to read any more of his oh, books ever. There's a book that uh, he wrote called High Life, which is like similar in the way that it's like really, really fucking gross and disturbing. But it takes place in like like old school Hollywood, um, and so it's interesting. I'm okay. After I think this is the I'm only okay. book I'm going to read. For, I, I will read other splatterpunk like yeah literature. i'll send you a good one i'll send no you i'm good i don't want to listen to you ever again it doesn't you, have anything i don't give a fuck I, no I, I, you're done i don't i'll never take a recommendation from you again <laughs> all right dog i didn't recommend this book i did not recommend yes, this you book. did you were like no, you I have d- to read this you have to read this i'm like oh, i will read this because you you sold that's it. not what that does not what i'm that doesn't mean i recommended it i wasn't like recommendations I like typically, read it then typically recommendations like oh I enjoyed this. So I'm going to share it with somebody like, Oh, I recommended you to watch this movie. I like, just cause I was like, Hey, this is a really fucking gross book. Like we should read it. That's not, no, I didn't recommend this book to you. No, no. Anything, <laughs> anybody listening. If the only thing you should take away from this, if Nicole puts something on Twitter, don't ever fucking retweet like or anything. Don't let her know that you exist. She will, she will just about? fuck you up. Okay. Dude, what so follow David. Let David you do his thing. Literally but like, watch a but Serbian like, film with your girlfriend on the first date. You a thought Serbian film showing, wasn't that bad. You thought okay. You thought showing a, a Serbian <laughs> film to your first time girlfriend was like, yeah, that's a proper. I recommend. I babe. I recommend this movie. I recommend fucking infant sex, bro. Like, what? hey, don't spoil. Don't spoil a Serbian film for the people who wants to watch it. Uh, Bro, just Google a Serbian film. No, don't Google it. That's another film that you should go in blind. Well, maybe not. I I regret saying that. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't watch it all. all. I regret saying that. Now that I'm thinking about it, if if I felt this bad watching cows, you probably will feel just as bad watching a Serbian film. So I haven't haven't watched it. Yeah, I want to watch it, Daniel. We can we can watch it. Not tonight because I really don't want to like talk to you guys ever (laughs) anymore tonight. I just I want to I want to just fucking claw my eyes out and like watch it with Listerine. He wants to play Halo. Yeah, he does. That too. That will help me decompress. <laughs> so we will play Halo after this. But anyways, I have to ep- end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening to us. We are Days and Disturbed again. If you want to follow us, we are at Days and Disturbed one on Twitter because Twitter can't fill it fit our entire name. So it's Dazed and Disturbed. As soon as it hits the T-U-R, it's the number one. At our Instagram we are Days and Disturbed Podcast, which actually can fit our entire name. Uh, we have Twitter. We have Instagram. We have our Discord. I'm getting better at doing the Discord thing. I'm getting better at mod- um, modifying moderation. I'm getting better at it. So we have our Discord at Days and Disturbed Podcast. I don't know the numbers for it. I think it's... I will write on my Twitter what the Discord thingy is. Be patient. And... 
If you have any other topics that you want to email to us, let us know at daysanddisturbedpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us, if, is there any other Splatterpunk stories that you want us to cover or any other types of media that you want us to cover? Any stories in general you want us to cover? I will cover shit. I will cover feces that come out of your ass, dude. No, I will not. I regret saying that. That's disgusting. Yeah, you love feces, huh? I, I, I love this book. Mm, 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 girl, mm, don't. I'm going to throw up. Mm, mm, don't. Mm, don't. Mm. Stop. 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 Mm, stop. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and let me see what else I can plug. Uh, not that I think of anything right now. Just I hope you have the, a, a great rest of your night. Uh, Nicole, is there anything you want to plug? No, I'm good. Just you want to tell them where you, who you are, where, what's your Instagram? This girl is going to be the my the best. What the heck? I'm gonna uh, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this part out if you say no. This girl's going to be the best tattoo artist ever. Oh my god, he's going to be the best. No, so I'm not going to be. If you need I'm a tattoo, uh, follow this. follow her at I don't know what if she, if she was wants to plug her shit in. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems kind of silly, but yeah, it's um, Ikiniki. It's I C K Y N I C K K I on pretty much every social media. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. What else you got? Facebook. Uh, don't find me on Facebook. I do not have a Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, David or Shrimp Dick or whatever you want to be called. Shrimp Dick. What do you want to plug in? Do you want to say anything to the audience? I plug your shit in. Um, I hope you guys have a good night. That's all. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I'm not accomplishing anything as of the moment, but I'll let you guys know as soon as I do. GGWP. Yeah, uh, GG well played. Let's go again. And then okay. you're going to get smacked in Halo. That's all I got to say. I mean, I was going to play like big team. I was going to have you on my team and just like start. We, we will teabag like a cow together, mm-hmm. holding on, nice. locking each other's arms. We can DP a cow. I'm down. Fuck yeah. I'm you so happy for this. Sick. Go get help. <laughs> all right, everybody. I got to bid you a farewell. I know you want to stay, but you guys got to you gotta get the fuck out of my house. I have to pee. Yada, yada, yada. Have a good night, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. All right. All right. I love you all. Bye bye. (laughs) Uh, uh, David, give him a kiss. Okay, Nicole, it's your turn. (laughs) Okay. One more time for me from Papa Danny. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Danny de los Monstros says bye. Wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop. Hang on. I just stop. Stop. Silver Tongue Audio.